This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Second and eight. Pressure. Deep. Caught. Samuel. Touchdown. They blitz and get burned. 27 yards. Now, back to overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Overtime continues here on 95.7 The Game. No Alan Stiles tonight, but Mark Grandy and Sterling Bennett with you. That highlight you just heard, the Debo Samuel 27-yard touchdown catch from Brock Purdy. No yak on that play. 27 yards down the right sideline. Back shoulder throw to Debo Samuel. 27-yard touchdown. It put the game out of reach. 30-12 to the score at that point, and that was the final as well. Niners now 3-0. and The Giants fall to one and two and the line from Al Michaels there as you heard uh, Thursday night football on Amazon Prime Video if you're watching in the Bay Area you watch it on KTVU Channel 2 the line from Al Michaels at the end they blitz and they get burnt that was kind of the story of this game the Giants are a very blitz happy defense they did it in the first half it kind of worked in their favor. They kept blitzing in the second half. The Niners adjusted, and they controlled the game as a result. That was just one example. Brock Purdy facing the pressure, putting a perfect throw down the field to Debo Samuel, and making the Giants pay for blitzing against him. He was lethal in that second half. Giants came into today with a blitz rate of 40 Two percent, the fourth highest in football. It's a lot. Had yet to record a sack. They got with two today. So kudos to them. It's all about the moral victory because they weren't going to actually get a victory today. You call them the G men, Mark. I'm going to call them the L men. <laughs> Niners are handing out L's. Pittsburgh, uh, you take like Oprah. Pittsburgh, you take an L. The Rams, <laughs> you take an L. The Giants, you take an L. All San Francisco does is win. DJ Khaled, and all they do is hand out L's. Every game so far, 3-0 to begin the year, but like you said, second-half adjustments. Steve Wilkes made some last week against the Rams, uh, really turned that game on its head. This week, Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, the offense, they make some changes, and look, put up 30 points again. Yeah, 100%. If you're still driving home from Levi's, maybe you're you're in the North Bay and it's a long drive for you from Santa Clara or the traffic has been bad, you're still sitting in your car, we want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. You're laughing, but the traffic down there they're, is terrible. They're probably still thrilling. in the parking lot. It's, it's <laughs> Levi's Stadium, I've been there plenty of times for practices and whatnot. 
it's becoming a home for the Niners. What, 11, 10 years <laughs> into to its eight, its existence, but getting they out of the parking lot is not fun. They haven't figured out the flow of traffic yet. I've been to Dodger Stadium twice in my entire life. Nice. Getting out of there is atrocious. Levi Stadium is way worse. So if you're in the Levi Stadium parking lot, I don't know where the yellow, the blue, whatever you're at, give us a call. Yeah. Give it- us a text. Tell us how you felt. Tell us how it the stadium was when Trent Williams was throwing left and right oh hooks on the God. Giants, calling them love taps. Trent, <laughs> that was not a love tap, my friend. You, you could have broke your hand if it That was a like, closed <laughs> fist against the face mask. Well, that's not smart. You might break a finger, Trent. He said six seconds left in the first half. I'm swinging. <laughs> it was like, Trent, don't, don't. I'm surprised he didn't get ejected for that, honestly. He should have. I mean, if there was something that's going to get you tossed out, He'd be throwing a punch and, well, he club fist it, it, to the face mask of H. John Robinson. But that was a punch. In the game, Jalen Moore didn't play, thankfully. They have a bit of a history. H. John Robinson and Trent. H. John right. Robinson, a former Ram. Mm-hmm. No love lost between those two. They, they're not fans of each other. We'll just put it that way. It was like an L-shaped fist. You're going to take this, A. John, <laughs> right to the mouth. Okay. <laughs> Got a little too far there, Sterling. He's handing out L's. <laughs> but, yeah, give us a call, 888-957-9570. We will talk about the defense in a little bit, but I did want to hear from the head coach, Kyle Shanahan. He has uh, talked post game. Here's what he had to say about his quarterback, Brock Purdy, 25 of 37, 310 yards and two touchdowns. Did did not turn the ball over at all. Shanahan, what did you think of Brock Purdy tonight? Yeah, you know, he missed a couple today, and guys made a couple of real good catches also. I mean, I thought it was just a huge challenge, one of the biggest ones Brock's been in, just to, you know, the short week to prepare for a scheme like that, um, just how much they do with, you know, they had six guys on the line of scrimmage throughout the game. Um, half the time they're coming, half the time they're not. Uh, there's not a, a comfortable play throughout a game, you know, f- from a play call standpoint and from the quarterback just because there's a lot of plays that don't work versus that. And so you got to constantly be looking at it. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, which is a huge challenge for a quarterback. And um, I thought he settled down throughout it as the game went and ended up playing good enough for us to win. Yeah, he missed a few, Shanahan says. He missed a few early, but there was kind of a feeling out process and adjustment process. And once they figured out what was likeliest to work against this Giants defense, again, which was very blitz-heavy. Maybe you're a little questioning why they didn't have a a better plan against the Blitz, considering the Blitz numbers the Giants have put out there so far through two games. But once they kind of got in that rhythm, Purdy did not fall out of it. Uh, Fantastic second half. But, I mean, Shanahan's not wrong. Purdy did miss a couple. He missed a few early, a couple of bad throws, a couple of potentially turnover-worthy throws that didn't turn into interceptions. Um, but overall, once he got over those those beginning couple of, of bad throws, he, he turned a corner and there was no looking back. Were you surprised how pass-happy they seemed to be? I did not think there was going to be a 37-attempt game oh from God. Brock Purdy. I thought it was going to be Chris McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason get some reps and hopefully ground and pound this thing for a W, but Kyle Shanahan said Brock Purdy lead us to victory tonight. That really surprised me. How many plays did the Niners run? Let's see. 78 plays as a team. I mean, <laughs> when you possess the ball for nearly 40 minutes, I guess really all of your numbers offensively are going to be inflated. Right, right. But I agree. I mean, I did not expect 37 attempts. He completed 25. I would have guessed maybe 25 attempts. Well, right? There, like There was a part in the game where I was saying, okay, run, play, run, play, run, play, call it a night. But they were like, no. We're going to pass five times in a row in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, okay, this is something new. This is unlike a pre-Brock Purdy Kyle Shanahan. It felt like 
not to say there was more trust because we already know there is, but it felt like that the key to victory tonight was let Brock Purdy find guys in open space, let them either fall down or let them like Debo and Kittle do their job and get the yak and earn that paycheck. And those guys did tonight by a wide margin. Yeah, 100%. We got a lot of callers here. David, Oscar, JT, we're coming to you in a minute. I want to hear a little bit more from Kyle Shanahan first, though. This is Shanahan talking about kind of the offensive plan. Why so many short throws? Debo in the flat, Christian McCaffrey, uh, George Kittle, a shallow cross over the middle. Kyle, why so many short throws? You want to see Purdy air the ball out. What are you doing, Kyle? I mean, a lot of times they're bringing more people than we have blocking. So, so you got to get rid of it real fast. When people zero, you know, there's they're always bringing one more than you. Usually, depends if the guy's blocking if they want to hug up or drop into coverage. And usually they're hugging up. So you got to get rid of the ball fast when it's situations like that. But that's also why you got some good looks to run with it. Because if you make one guy miss, there's no one else left. And um, we got some guys who are pretty good at making people miss and pretty good at breaking tackles. I think that's what makes this Niners offense so difficult to stop, Sterling, because what Shanahan's saying there is, well, it's what the defense was letting us have, right? They're blitzing. That means you got to get the ball out quick. It means they're not going to have that many defenders back in coverage. You, you call a screen against a blitz. That's a dream because there's no defenders in the mid-level of the defense, and you have a bunch of blockers out in front of McCaffrey or Debo or whoever it is, and you're going to run free for a 15-20 yard gain. I think if you're a defense trying to scheme against this Niner offense, you can't take away everything. You kind of have to pick and choose what do you want to allow the Niners right. to do. And what the Giants did was we're going to try to make Purdy uncomfortable by getting in his face quick, and maybe we rattle him a bit. Maybe he's inaccurate. Maybe he throws one up. Maybe we get a strip sack. That didn't happen, and the Niners just simply took what the Giants gave them. Tonight, the Giants blitzed on 33 of the 39, 37 dropbacks Brock Purdy had. <laughs> 85% of Brock Purdy's dropbacks, they blitzed. Against the blitz, Purdy 20 for 31, 247 yards and two touchdowns. My goodness. People talk about it like, <laughs> this is the way to stop Brock Purdy. So far, we have not seen, you know, the game plan or a game plan work. Like, yeah. like last year, I sat here and I said, give it time, defenses will figure this kid out. I'm sitting here eating a whole bowl of crow saying defenses have yet to figure out Brock Purdy. <laughs> like he's not like a rookie in NLB up for a month and he rakes for, you know, hitting 330 in April, then in May he, he he stinks, right? Brock Purdy last year through 3 weeks this year looks just as good now again the first half wasn't his best performance, but against the blitz, something that we've seen teams like Tampa Bay try to do, hit him on his first play. Uh, eventually got hurt in that game. Yeah. We've seen defenses try to be aggressive against him. But I can argue, against this offense, when you have the greatest check down in the NFL today in Christian McCaffrey, you can't blitz. When you have Debo Samuel, and well, if Brandon Ayuk's healthy next week, and yeah. George Kittle, you have this offense that likes to live in their intermediate why would you ever blitz 85% of the snaps? <laughs> You're just leaving these guys open space to have massive chunk plays and Debo Samuel getting 21 and a half yards per catch. The Giants almost gave San Francisco this game. Yeah, uh, note to the Cardinals and the Cowboys, the, the, Niners, the Niners' next two opponents, don't blitz yeah. the Niners, okay? Don't. Do it. Don't. You're gonna Otherwise, you're gonna do. you're gonna get outgained. What was it? Four forty-one to one fifty. Oh, My God, 
Hey, Kyle Shanahan, you put up 30 points once again. What is it like putting up 30 points in three straight games to begin the season? That's why we tried to struggle in the red zone, so we could keep 30 three weeks in a row. Yeah, I didn't even realize that till after, but, I mean, it's great to get 30 three weeks in a row, but we felt like we left a lot out there, too. You know it's a good day, good night, when Kyle Shanahan's joking at the podium post game. He is the most anti-podium coach I've ever <laughs> seen. Now, like... He, he's not Belichick-like, but you can tell he's like, I don't want to talk to any of you. And when he's joking, he's laughing, you can tell he feels in control. Again, they're winning and definitely fixes everything right now. Had they struggled and lost this game, which they won by 18, had they did, they'd be a much more sour taste in oh, his mouth. 100%. And he'd be, you know, he'd have a big scowl and be like, I don't want to talk to any people, but they're winning. It's all highs in San Francisco, standing clear at Levi Stadium right now, and this is the first game that we might have an idea as to where San Francisco and Dallas might compare to each other. They both now beat the same team. Now Dallas routed them 40 to 0, but they only held the ball 33 minutes and 38 seconds in that game. San Francisco tonight what 39 minutes? Yep. The Giants in that game were only outgained 265 to 171. By all intents and purposes in the box score and stat sheet, San Francisco was more dominant against the Giants tonight than the Cowboys were despite what the end score might say in week one. Yeah, it was a weird... You almost can just throw that game out yeah. entirely because it was special teams were Daniel wonky. Daniel Jones throwing two picks. The, the defense scored a lot of those points for the Cowboys. I'm with you. I mean, we'll ultimately see week five and, and maybe there's a postseason matchup coming up as well for the Niners and the Cowboys. That would be awesome. We'll see when the time does come. But you're right. I mean... Two, two teams, two of the best teams in the NFC playing against the Giants, and they've both passed every single test. Flying with flying. Uh, they're incredible, incredible, both these teams against the Giants. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here on overtime on 95-7 the game. David, I know you've been waiting on hold here for a while. You're on overtime with Grandy and Sterling. David in Napa, what's up? What would you think of Brock Purdy and the Niners tonight? Oh, man, Brock is – I'm not – Niners are my second team, but Brock oh. Purdy is just amazing. And I know you say we haven't seen a sample size, but if he, if he was a first or second round pick, would you be saying that with a caveat? Nope. Look at what this guy went through. You know, he, you know, it, it's all gravy. You know, when he's in the regular season last year, wins two playoff games, goes through the off season, the surgery. You know, is he going to come back? Comes out, dominates the Steelers with T.J. Watt breathing down his neck. But tonight, I'm going to go to the stat you put up there: blitzed 33 of 39 times on national television. And he's twenty for thirty-one. I mean, he he has, you know, he he may not be a fantasy quarterback. He may not be, you know, Patrick Mahomes, but he's clutch. He's unshakable. And you know, I know it, it's un, you know, it, you're not supposed to compare him ever or anyone to Montana. But what was Montana's greatest attribute? It was Joe Cool. It was being calm. It's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna make this play and we're going to get it done. He doesn't make the big mistakes, and I just think that's huge that, uh, you know, I, I think he's, he's he's the guy. I think he's going to be able to ride him for a long time. Yeah. No, Dave, a good call. I mean, it is that calmness under pressure. He showed that tonight. Poise. He's got it. Like he does. He ha- It's that, that thing that you can't measure, you can't <laughs> quantify. Certain quarterbacks have it, certain guys don't. With every passing game, more and more confident that Brock Purdy has it. We saw it 
in his first game ever with the Dolphins or his first extended yep. view of him against the Dolphins. And it was like, oh, like, that was a huge game. It was like, okay, The Purdy. Dolphins were like the the story in the NFL at that point. People forget. I mean, it's kind of like that now. Yeah. But the Dolphins were the hot new thing back then. And you remember how that game started? Trent Sherfield, like, 80-yard touchdown in the first play? <laughs> And but, then this guy comes in and just dominates. But he, even in that game, maybe you don't buy in immediately, which I, I wouldn't blame anybody because I think we're all sitting back saying, okay, like when's Jimmy going to come back? Can he come back? Mm-hmm. He's our starter. But you watch that game and you go, oh, okay, like <laughs> this guy's got something. And you wonder how far that can carry you. Well, I can tell us all now, it's carried you to never losing a game he has started and finished. I Even ne- just finished. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know how you watch Brock Purdy and say, you know what? I'm out on that guy. It's like, <laughs> how? And again, going back to the 33rd team or PFF, like he, on those quarterback rankings, can we give him some respect? I mean, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, that's what it means to me. Brock Purdy <laughs> needs to be at least number 12. At least. I'm seeing him 18 and 19. Daniel Jones is 18 19. Brock Purdy ran him through the ground today. Daniel Jones looked like a bottom 25 quarterback tonight. He sucked tonight. The Niners' defense suffocated the Giants' offense almost every single play. Outside of one drive, their offense looked like a bottom-tier offense. And in reality, it shouldn't be. I, I get Saquon isn't out there, but the mobile quarterback, Daniel Jones, five yards on the ground, he did nothing. Yep. Nothing. Last three primetime NFL games, so the two Monday night games and this Thursday night game. The Monday night games were Carolina and the Saints, yep. and then it was Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So those four quarterbacks, Derek Carr, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett, Deshaun Watson, and then tonight Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones. Purdy's by far the best quarterback of those six. Yes. Yes. The only one... You can maybe talk about Derek Carr. Yeah, but I mean... And but Deshaun we, Watson, I don't know. But we know Derek Carr, Deshaun's got his own thing going on out there, and we're not going to get into that. But, but, like, Brock Purdy over those six, I mean, or those other five of the six, Brock Purdy is is by himself at the top, in my opinion. Every game that goes by, and even if Brock Purdy, again... Even if his second half stats are what he did tonight, two touchdowns, 242 yards, even if that's all he did, which is a good game, but if that's all he did, didn't throw for 330 yards like guys like Deshaun can or players like Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins do at certain times, I would still pick Brock over Kirk. I would still pick Brock over Jimmy and Derek Carr and any rookie and Justin Fields and Baker Mayfield is uh, 2-0 right now. Like I would take Brock Purdy over... 85% of the league. And there are certain places who are like, eh, I'm good. He's undefeated, but eh, whatever. It's like, well, it's buy-in. Yep. The fan base is calling him Brock Tana and saying, I'm taking off his jersey and putting on Montana and putting his name on the back of it. This fan base is ready to proclaim him as the guy. The team already's done it. The fan base likes to win. If you win and you play well and you play with poise, it gives him goosebumps. Ooh, Joe Montana out there, folks. He looks great. He does look great. He really does. Let's go to, uh, we got a couple of callers, guys, that were at the Niners game at Levi's Stadium. Probably still there. <laughs> Yo, I see. Uh, Oscar <laughs> says in the parking lot, yeah. and JT says Levi's Stadium. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Oscar first. JT will come to you next. Oscar, you were at Levi's Stadium tonight. You watched the 30-12 to win over the Giants. Oscar, what would you think? What was it like at Levi's tonight? 
I I thought the stadium was electrifying, absolute rocking, uh, especially on third downs and in the third quarter once it came out to crunch time, especially when we put on ice when it, when that Debo to the to the uh, oh. stop and go when Purdy did that ball, it was just electrifying. After that, it was lights out, Niners balled out, both sides of the ball, three phases, um, a couple of mishaps. I'll give it that, um, but I think we're looking great. And then I just, I just speechless. You feel me? Oh yeah, I feel you, Oscar. Hundred percent. I mean, that's the that's a great way to be after a game, right? Like, there were issues, there were things where you feel like you need to correct. Kyle Shanahan said that. We can get to that in a little bit. But you just come out of a game and you're just thinking, oh man, that was. I, I don't even know what to say, right? Like, every team, every franchise is searching for that, and the Niners have it right now. When the Niners lose, I go to bed. Restless. I'm like, oh, I'm tossing and turning. How did we lose this game? How did we blow this? How did we miss this pass? In fact, mm. like, like week one last year yes. against the Bears. Week three on the road against the Broncos. And you're just like, oh, like, I, I can't sleep. There's no rest. I'm not at ease. What does Brock Purdy do? Hasn't lost a game yet. He and I get you at the ease. NFC Championship game. But when my head hits that pillow tonight, it's... <laughs> I am out like a light, folks, because of Brock Purdy and how good he's been so far. 100%. All right, let's go to uh, JT, who was at Levi's Stadium tonight as well, watching the Niners win over the Giants 30-12. to JT, you're on overtime with Grandy and Sterling. Uh, JT... Uh, Hey Craig, I need your I need your help. I'm having a hard time getting JT on. JT, you're on overtime here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, JT? What's going on, guys? How about the Niners? Woo, yeah. JT. <laughs> so I mean, overall, great game overall. You know, for, for the past three weeks, I won't be negative, Nancy. Like I said, I was at the game. It was electric. I, I love my squad. I, I feel like we look good. But for the last three weeks, man, I feel like we're missing. I feel like we can elevate another level. Um, so just let me ask you guys. You know, the trade, trade deadline is coming up. I believe we should help out McKibbins on the right side. It's like that's going to be a kryptonite when you face, like, a good pass rushing queen. Or, you know, pick up a good corner, uh, um, you know, just to elevate us to the next level. And, like I said, if we can, if we can, we can get Brian Burns. I know our defense line stacked. I know that. Oof. But if we – our windows right now, guys, like, we need, like, we need all the we – we, we, if we can elevate ourselves with all these other teams coming down, let's put our foot on their throats. Let's go for the kill. Yeah, JT, uh, I agree with you. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves talking about potential trade deadline acquisitions. All Just I will, all <laughs> we don't need him. We got Brock, <laughs> right. Mike Parsons. <laughs> God, thank you, that guy. <laughs> all I will say is the Niners have set themselves up to make a splash yeah. if they feel like they want to or need to, and two of the positions our caller just mentioned. Right tackle and cornerback. Those are two areas where it could be possible. The Niners have $40 million in cap space for this year. Hey, Craig, can we have Tristan Wirfs? <laughs> well, he's not playing lately, so sure, might as well grab him. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, to Cole McKivitz's credit, he played well tonight. I, I think yeah, he, he played was, well against the Rams. Honestly, I, he's been fine this year. And I get that Steelers game was like, oh, you got T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, who had 10 and a half sacks last year. That's why you have George Kittle as your inline tight end. Let him block. And that's also why you drafted players like Braden Willis, who I guess a rookie, but I know not this year, but maybe next year or in year three, you hope he can be your inline tight end and, yeah. and alleviate Kittle uh, in the blocking game. But let's be honest here, come playoff time against the Micah Parsons and the Philadelphia Eagles or against a, an elite pass rush like Miles Garrett, George Kittle is going to be blocking. But I do get the caller's point of, hey, like, 
If we can afford a top-tier right tackle, let's go out and buy one. But again, it's week three. Uh, the cornerback position, Samuel Womack's on IR. I, I get it. Isaiah Oliver's playing pretty good the past two weeks, though. Now, there were a few plays where Daniel Jones flat-out missed Darren Waller, and you're like, if they make that play, it makes this game a little more tighter down the stretch. But overall, they want to see Daryl Luter Jr., who hasn't played a game yet on the pup list, um, there might be some things that can happen that can shake things up. Maybe it isn't Brian Burns. Maybe it isn't, you know, I don't think it's going to be that, but maybe it is them saying, you know what, we have $41 million in cap space. We're a top team in the NFC, and we're going to go out and win this thing this year. Howie Roseman in Philadelphia, he buys everybody, no mm-hmm. matter how much the cap space is he can. So if you're John Lynch and you had that chance... Even if it puts you in cap hell next year, you add that Lombardi, huh. who cares? They're already in cap hell next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We'll see. All right, uh, Jaime in San Pablo, we got time for you really quickly here before we hit a break. You got 45 seconds, Jaime. You want to talk about the Niners win. What's up? You're on overtime here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, man, um, I was at the game, and that atmosphere was crazy. Like, literally, my ears were, like, kind of, like, hurting of how loud it got. <laughs> yeah. But um, seeing, seeing, seeing Purdy struggle the first half, it was kind of good. It was kind of like something like, like it was like a good feeling. Why? Because in the second half he came back and just hit some dimes. Debo in the end zone. McCaffrey dropped it. But seeing what he did in the second half was like make it made you like realize, oh my god, okay, this is good. He had a bad first half, like one of the baddest ones he had. And in the second half he just came in. He reached 300 yards, two touchdowns. It's a great feeling. It really is. Yeah, 100%, Jaime. I'm with you every every step of the way there. Good call, Jaime. And I'm glad that there are a number of fans telling us that the atmosphere was amazing. Hard to tell through through TV, but I'm glad that the Niner fans represented got out there on a Thursday night. Not always easy to do. Got out there and showed up at Levi's Stadium. All right, time for a break here on Overtime. We've got one segment left, so if you want to get in, this is your last chance. 888-957-9570. It's Grandy and Sterling on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. More coming up right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
13 straight regular season wins with no more than one turnover. That's a, that's crazy. Tonight, no turnovers. Only one turnover in the game. The Giants with the pick. So the victory formation. And that will take us to triple zeros on the clock. Now back to overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Final segment of overtime here on 95.7 The Game after Thursday night football, a victory on Thursday night football for the San Francisco 49ers, 30-12 over the New York football Giants. You just heard there uh, Al Michaels, courtesy of KTVU here in the Bay Area on Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. Niners win again in the regular season. Allen, they haven't lost a regular season game that Brock Purdy has started in. They haven't lost a regular season game where Christian McCaffrey was the starter. I know his first game was against the Chiefs. Wasn't the full-time running back at that point because I maybe he started that game. Maybe I'm wrong in saying that he started. But where he's been the full-time running back, they haven't lost in the regular season with Christian McCaffrey. The train just keeps on chugging along for the 49ers. First off, I'm Sterling. What did I say? <laughs> Call me Allen. Oh, I'm just so caught up in this win. Alan's not with us tonight. At home with the baby, with the wife. Alan, you're probably not listening because, you know. He's sleepy. You got to sleep when the baby yeah. sleeps. But. I apologize. I'm so caught up in this. Grandy you and said, Sterling. You said, Alan, you. what do you think? <laughs> just went right into it. Uh, one, I look nothing like Alan, if many of you know who that is. But, but still, yes. It's but, 1030, okay? It's late. <laughs> You've had a long day at work, Willard and Dibs, now this. But yes, the train keeps rolling. San Francisco now 3-0. Brock Purdy, what, 12-0 when it comes to his record? Or excuse me, 9-0 with his record. 12 regular season wins in a row for San Francisco. Christian McCaffrey's out there putting up points and numbers. Debo Samuel's putting up numbers. George Kittle, his first breakout game. Nick Bosa, his first sack of the season. Javon Hargrave getting sacks. They're out there dancing right up in their tummies, having a good time. (laughs) San Francisco 3-0 Picking off a three-game homestand with the victory. Oh, it feels good, Mark. It feels good. It's sweet, isn't it? It, it really is. All right, let's hear from uh, some of the other stars of the game. We've heard from Kyle Shanahan. What about Brock Purdy? What did Purdy think about starting off slow and building a rhythm as the game went along? Brock, what'd you think? You know, there were some looks that were there. Um, you know, that I was off inaccurate, um, or some things just didn't happen right within our scheme. And so, yeah, I felt like it was a little choppy at first. And then, you know, once we got into a rhythm, we sort of saw what they were doing. And, you know, at at one point in the game, they're going to start doing stuff. We had a good feel for it. I feel like a couple drives into the game. So once we got rolling, we're putting some drives together. We got in the red zone, and we just got to score. You know, um, obviously the field goals and putting up points are great, but our standard, we want to be able to score touchdowns when we get in the red zone. And, um, yeah. No panic. Even when things weren't super smooth early, it – it felt like, based on what you hear from Kyle Shanahan and what you just heard there from Brock Purdy, even though things weren't smooth early, you, you, they had the sense of, we're going to get this. Like, it, it's, it's going to start coming. And even when it wasn't like really smooth <laughs> for the 49ers in that first half, Sterling, quit laughing at me. Even when it wasn't <laughs> smooth in the first half, 
they still were driving the ball and getting points. It just was herky-jerky. It was stop and go. There were some penalties. There were a couple of bad throws. They were still scoring points, though. And then things started working out. They were smooth. They were flowing. You got one chunk play after another. That's when they're getting into the end zone. When things were, quote-unquote, bad, <laughs> right? Like, they were still scoring points. They were up, what, 17-6 to when things were, again, quote-unquote, bad. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> you're up nine points. You're up at, at that point two scores. Like, yeah, things are so bad. You're up by two scores in the NFL. If that's bad, I will take that almost every single Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Now, yes, maybe you're playing a better team and those those things come back to bite you. And and look, there were some issues in the red zone. Didn't love that first red zone trip. Didn't love the idea yep. of Brock Purdy throwing three times in a row, forcing two passes, almost picked off once on, on the short one, the Debo Samuel. Honestly, the red, the, goal z- line. the red zone as a whole was a little eh. And again, my question would be, hey, Kyle, why are you going to acquire Christian McCaffrey and give him 18 carries and 25 touches today and not use him in the red zone? <laughs> now, later in the game, they said, hey, why don't we use that guy? And guys, well, they score a touchdown. So I'm not saying you CMC more, but when you're inside the 20, you likely want to use your best offensive player. And tonight it was Debo Samuel. I get that. Um, at certain times, it did feel like they were forcing plays to him. But again, when you put up 17 points in the first half and you're up by nine, uh, if you're playing Philadelphia or Dallas, maybe it's not that. Maybe you aren't winning by nine. Maybe you're up by six. Maybe you're down. Who knows? But like we said plenty of times for almost three hours here, there's still a next level yep. they can reach, and that's really exciting. 100%. Uh, more from Purdy after the game. We talked a lot about the Giants' strategy of blitzing against this Niners defense or against this Niners offense against Brock Purdy specifically. Here's Brock Purdy talking about that strategy and how they were able to capitalize on it. You know, that's the risk that the defense is taking when they're blitzing. You know, we can capitalize on offense with some big plays. And so. Um, we had some stuff, you know, dialed up for what we were going to do when they when they did blitz. But at the same time, like if you're not on point, then they're going to get you. And so there was a couple times in the game where they got us. Um, but at the same time, I feel like we were able to get a you know a couple plays here and there on their blitz and, and take advantage of it. So some that you know we got to watch the film, learn from it. When another defense starts to pressure and do things like that, I feel like there's there's big plays to be made. Well, the first words out of his mouth there—that's the risk they take when they blitz, right? That's. That's a confident dude right there. When you're blitzing me, you're taking a risk, buddy. I'm gonna make you pay. He knows he's he knows he's good. And this is pretty saying I am him. Brock Purdy <laughs> is him, folks. You're taking a risk when you're blitzing me. NFL, take notice. Don't blitz me. I will carve you I mean, up. After tonight, when they blitz 85% of the time and you go 20 for 31, 247 yards and two touchdowns, I mean, why would anybody blitz you that much? It's a great question. The Giants came in with an identity of being an attacking defense. But on offense, they were like zone read, Saquon, and they did none of that. I can't think of one zone read they made all night. There was no RPO. It was very much a Daniel Jones hike, Daniel Jones throw, then a punt. (laughs) It was very much a Giants dud of an offense performance. But then Brock Purdy, when he's getting rushed and getting attacked, he was excellent. There, The book is not out on Brock Purdy yet, and it may never be. 
thankfully, because Kyle Shanahan's his head coach and can script and make these amazing schemes where the book may never be out on Brock Purdy. He'll eventually lose a game. You'll sit here and say, oh my God, this guy's falling. He's he's 13-1 and one as a quarterback. Oh no, what are we going to do? But then we'll sit back and say, oh wait, he won 13 straight games. Now it's nine, but Brock Purdy so far, the book's not out. Like No defense blitzing or not has been able to figure him out just yet. That's so exciting to watch. And really, for a young player like him, he knows that you can blitz all you want. I'm going to beat you. And tonight, 30 points, two touchdowns, and look like a star. Yeah. What did Purdy think about his game overall? He had fantastic stats. One of his best games from a purely numbers perspective. Part of that is because he threw the ball 37 times in this game. But 310 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Brock, despite those stats, did you think he had a good game? What did you think? Here's Brock Purdy. I mean, I don't really get wrapped up in the stats and stuff. I feel like, you know, there's, there's some throws out there that I missed that could have, you know, obviously helped us get, get the lead earlier and quicker and faster. Those are the things that, you know, sort of are in my mouth that, you know, I have sort of a bad taste from that I want to be better at. So watch the film, keep getting better, and we just, we just want to keep winning. That's it. There's room to grow in this offense still, and they've put up 30 points, 30 points, 30 points, and everyone is saying, we can get better. Well, they didn't have their number one target, Brandon Ayuk, he was their most targeted player last year through the air. So what did Brandon Ayuk play today? Again, Ronnie Bell had a touchdown himself, but does Brandon Ayuk have five catches for 70 yards? Do they put up 500 yards altogether as a team? Do they put up 37 points, 40 points? The possibilities are endless, Mark. But wait, there's more. It's like a sham wow. Like, oh, we only get one. Oh, no, we get two sham wows. Like, Vince from Slapjot. Order Shop. now. <laughs> we'll give you 50% off your second sham wow. And it's like, man, but, oh, wait. Like, there's CMC, and there's Brandon Ayuk, and there's Kittle, and there's Debo. Oh, wait. There's a guy named Brock Purdy where you sit back and you watch and you go, man, he just got something. He's got it. And, and you just remove yourself from the situation. And try to give it a national point of view and say, am I being, you know, blinded by the Niners being undefeated with him, and you sit back and you go, no, everything that this fan base, that this media is saying about him in this market is true. They traded away the guy they wanted to gift the keys to the kingdom to because Brock Purdy said, I'm better than that guy, and showed it from the minute he stepped on the field. And again, through three games this year, is continuing to prove that even when there's misses, yep. even when there's mistakes and, and and hiccups and bumps and speed bumps, he goes, yeah, I can get better. And guess what? I believe he will. Last quarterback that was here, there was a knock on him of, he's just the same guy every single year. For Brock Purdy, I believe there's still room to grow, and I think he's trying to find that room as well. 100%. This is his second year out of college. It's natural for a guy his age with his <laughs> right. experience to to continue to improve, right? Like... It's who he is. It's just natural. I 100% am with you. I think it's going to happen, which just is so exciting for 49er fans considering where he is and how he's playing right now is already pretty damn good, and the Niners have not lost a game in which he has both started and finished, really just finished the game. He has led the Niners to a win every single game that he's played more than 
a quarter in, which which is <laughs> phenomenal for the 49ers. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Ricardo was at the game. He's leaving Levi Stadium. He's on his way home. He wants to talk about the Niners and this win. Ricardo, what's up? You're on overtime with Grandy and Sterling. What would you think of that game tonight? Man, that game was electric. Uh, uh, Levi was, man, on another level as far as noise, fans. It was just a great game. Um, I just want to say, Brock Purdy, he is him. He's, he's carrying the team. Yes, he had his number one receiver out for the game. Debo stepped up huge. Kittle also. Uh, one of the things that, you know, we, we got to, as fans, we got to just, you know, just chill and just appreciate because we went from Jimmy G throwing an interception every time we were on the on the red zone. Yes, he tried to force some throws tonight. But other than that, you know, Kyle Shanahan's offense is a very complex offense. We're forgetting that Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan the MVP with Julio Jones and two running backs that were not in the league right after with the Walter Freeman and uh, the other running back that he brought here with the 49ers. You know, Brock Purdy has it all. He, he, he seems to feel well. He reads pre-snaps. And, you know, let's, let's not look the right tackle right now either. You know, I know it's a little bit of a weakness, but I'll take who we have right now over Mike McClinchy, who, you know, was, let's be honest, he was completely horrible when he was here with us. That's my take on the game today. Now let's go Niners. Bam, bam. Yes, sir. Appreciate the call, Ricardo. Thank you so much. McGlinchey catching strays. I think a little bit unfair to McGlinchey. <laughs> I get that he was uh, kind of a lightning rod for this fan base, uh, but I, I mean, I agree with Ricardo in the sense that Colton McKivitz. He's been fine. He, he he hasn't been a reason why you have turned the ball over. I mean, T.J. Watt is is a special player, and that's a difficult matchup for any right tackle in this league. And yeah, week one wasn't the greatest because that's the matchup that he's tasked with. He was good against the Rams. The Niners' offensive line was good tonight. Now, it was a challenge because they were blitzed against so often. That's always challenging for an offensive line. But Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, the offense in general, did their offensive line favors by getting rid of the ball early. You don't have to you know, need your offensive line to stand up for a couple of seconds uh, against a blitz because you're not trying to throw the ball deep down the field every time. But I think overall I agree with Ricardo. McKibbitz has been fine. He hasn't he hasn't made me think up to this point through three games the Niners cannot go deep into the playoffs with him there. He has been serviceable at right tackle. For a player they didn't tell was a starting right tackle till after the draft, made him sweat that thing out. I mean their their gamble <laughs> they didn't draft a single tackle no. or offensive lineman. <laughs> like their their gamble on Cold McKivitz who has been fighting for a roster spot, has been the swing tackle behind Trent Williams and McGlinchey when they got hurt, has paid off through three games. Is he perfect? No. No offensive lineman is. Trent Williams was not perfect tonight. No. Far from it. No, and not, not, neither was Burford or no. Brendel. And as a unit, they're good. Aaron Banks with on a block on a screen, you're like, Where, what are you doing? <laughs> but as a unit, they look really good. Honestly, the only time I said... Hey, offensive line, don't do that. It was Banks pushing Giants players and Williams throwing punches and Burford slapping guys. Like, the offensive line, to me tonight, was almost invincible. And that's the one thing you want from your offensive line is I don't want to mention your name. Now, Trent Williams, we did mention your name at a certain time when you were throwing punches. But again, 
two sacks allowed, and I can argue those sacks weren't even the offensive line's fault. Brock Purdy holding the ball too long, trying to have a pressure running inside the pocket, then getting hit. Really, I thought Brock Purdy and the offensive line were great today. Yeah, no, I agree with you. When you're blitzed that often, you only get sacked twice. I mean, that's a win for the 49ers and the offensive line. I agree with you. The one concern, I think, was the penalties. Six penalties for the Niners, 71 yards. Off the top of my head, six penalties for 71 yards. Four of those were on the offensive line? Like Three were on Trent himself. Yeah. I mean... And then Lenore and Jean Charles. That's right. Jean yeah. Jean Charles. There were, there were some mistakes by the offensive line. The Giants' best drive was given 37 yards because Lenore got a, what, a holding or a DPI. Then Jean Charles had the, the, the hit on the returner yeah. for 15 yards. And that, that was, was the only drive. touchdown drive. Yeah. Because they got the ball at like the 40... And they gained 22 yards on the Lenore defensive pass interference. Then went for two and got sacked. So that's <laughs> like, why they have 12 points. Like the Niners today could have given up six points. Very S- easily. Six. Yeah. Like Gibson's flying around making tackles. Oliver looks good. Mooney Ward's deflecting passes. Like this defense, I think, is arguably been underrated despite being one of the best defenses in football. But they have what? Two picks last week, two in week one, and one today. They have five interceptions through three games. They're getting the offense the ball back, and in this game itself, it iced the game for the team. Sam Darnold trots out. I'm not seeing ghosts anymore, Kyle. <laughs> Takes three knees, and the game's over with. Yeah, like, good job, Sam. Yeah. You didn't get, fumble a snap. Get you you take some knees. <laughs> you handed it off to Jordan Mason, who had a couple of nice games. Good to see him out there. Yeah, I mean, three different Niners running backs at carries tonight. It doesn't happen every game. How about that? Let's see. <laughs> Let me count them up. One... Two, three, four, five, six, seven. If you include Sam Darnold's one kneel down, seven different Niners wow. had a rushing attempt tonight. That's Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, Kyle Juszczyk had a carry, Jordan Mason, Jeez. Elijah Mitchell, and Christian McCaffrey. The Niners had three players have more rushing yards than Daniel Jones, who is the <laughs> second most used mobile quarterback in football. Kyle Juszczyk had two less yards on one attempt. Debo Samuel had one carry for two yards. Uh. Like, Kyle Juszczyk averaged more yards on the ground than Daniel Jones did today. The jo- I don't know what their game plan was, and I get Saquon didn't play, and Andrew Thomas is out, but it felt like they came in and were like, and hey, we're going to lose anyway, so go out there and just, I guess, figure it out. Well, yeah, I mean... I don't know if, if you or how many of you listeners were tuned into Willard and Dibbs earlier today, but they were live from the Hilton Santa Clara just across the street from Levi's Stadium, and Dibbs was talking about how he thought, and I agreed 100%. I think it was a great call, great analysis. If the Giants were going to stay in this game, it was going to be because of Daniel Jones's legs. Yeah. That's the thing that had given the Niners fits in the past, mobile quarterbacks using their legs. And Dibbs, if you're listening, Dibbs, love you. Uh, but he bet Daniel Jones is over for rushing yards, which wow. I think was in the 40s. And he didn't even come close. Five rushing yards. That's <laughs> Dibs, your your idea was right. The, the analysis was correct. But you just can't trust the Giants. They did not do what gave them their best chance to win. It's it, hard to explain. It got to a point where Brian Dable was on the sideline saying, can I get a call? My team stinks. My offense can't move the ball. He spent a lot of time in the officials' ears. Tonight. When he sat there and said, "Is that on us?" Oh, <laughs> like he legit like looked defeated in the third quarter when this team was I don't know uh, when they were only down by like ten or eight. Like this was a one score game late, and he's like, "Oh man, like 
please, ref, please, please, Hockley, can I get a call? And then they were like, Give me something. Sorry, Dayball. He's like, all right, fine, like, whatever. And, and, and look, Brian Dayball comes from the Saban and Belichick regimes, right? He's coached under them, coached with them. He's a good head coach. One coach of the year last year. Over took, Kyle Shanahan. Took this same team, if not a better team this year, to the playoffs and beat the Vikings, I believe, on the road. Like, this Giants team last year, coming into this year, had high potential. They had a high mark for where they wanted to be. They, they wanted to be a playoff team. They wanted to fight for the NFC East. Now, maybe in five more weeks, we sit back and say, well, the Steelers stink and the Rams are just okay. They're a wild card team. And the Giants stink. But does that matter, really? When you're 3-0 sitting back saying, no. we're the first 3-0 team, albeit played on Thursday, not Sunday. Like, we are sitting back at the first 3-0 team with our coffee on Sunday morning saying, man. Oh, I'm so looking forward to uh, Sunday. Watching Red Zone saying, oh, Dallas, you foolish people. <laughs> oh, Philadelphia. <laughs> you wish you were 3 right now, but you're playing at 10 o'clock in the morning. They had to fight still. We already fought this week, and we won. We won. And came out relatively unscathed. Unscathed. Nobody so, got hurt. Yeah, the, the one thing, the scare was Debo Samuel in the fourth quarter. Took a, a quick little slant across the middle and carried like half the defense for 10 yards. <laughs> landed awkwardly. You thought maybe rib. I thought maybe wrist. It turns out he got the wind knocked out of him. A couple of pieces of sound, one from Shanahan, one from Debo. Kyle was asked post-game if Debo Samuel needs x-rays after that hit late in the game. I don't know. I'm sure. But it was good that he came back in. You know, he came back in, which usually means you're hoping it's positive, but I know he's sore right now, and we'll have to check that check that out. All right, so we'll check tomorrow. I don't we'll, know. We'll, <laughs> I don't know, I'm sure. I don't really know what that means, Kyle, but uh, we'll have an update from him. What about from Debo himself? Talked about that hit, what went wrong, why he came back in the game, all that. Here's Debo. I, uh, I actually fell on the ball, and uh, I thought it was my ribs. I think the wind got knocked out of me, but uh, after going in the 10 and everything, check it out, fine, I was good. All right, so good news. We have... I don't know when I, 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 to begin both those cuts. Yeah, I fell on the ball, is what Debo said. All right, so, uh, so dodge the bullet. Dodge the bullet there. Dodge the ball. Well, almost. He did not almost. dodge the ball. He, he said he landed the on the dodge ball. ball. Not true. Uh, not true for Debo Samuel. All right, we got a couple minutes left here on overtime on 95-7 the game. Let's hand out game balls Ooh. really quick. There are some good options. I will go first and, and just get the most obvious one out of the way. It's the guy we just heard from, Debo Daniel, Samuel. Daniel Jones is my pick. <laughs> he gets the game ball, Debo Samuel. Six catches, 129 yards, and a touchdown. The touchdown iced the game in the fourth quarter, carried the ball just once for two yards. But he was the machine offensively. Uh, again, 129 yards, the vast majority of those after the catch, and a touchdown. He had a 40-yard reception as well. Every single time he touched the ball, you could just sense the fear in the Giants' defense. Best game of the year. Best game for Debo Samuel in a, in a long time. He was incredible. He's, he gets my game ball. So do I hand it to Sam Darnold or no? Sam Darnold? He had minus one yard rushing. You got to give him a game ball <laughs> for coming in there and handing off to and. Jordan Mason twice and taking one knee? What are you doing? Him and Terod Taylor? <laughs> no, but honestly, I think you have to give it to Christian McCaffrey outside of Debo Samuel. Yeah, you can give it to Brock Purdy. George Kittle had his best game of the year so far, broke out. Nick Bosa had really two sacks, but only one count. Savannah Hargrave had a sack. Hufanga got a pick. There are plenty of players to point to and say, man, those guys deserve credit for what they've done. But Christian McCaffrey, 
18 carries, 85 yards, quietly on the day, scored a touchdown, could have scored 2-1 through the air. We, that we, could, we could be sitting back saying McCaffrey has, I don't know what, 50, 60 yards through the air, 85 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. Like, Christian McCaffrey quietly put together over 100 all-purpose yards and leads the NFL by 86 yards in rushing. Like, he's been everything he was – sold to us and more he's just oh, so, so much more so good so much more yeah he certainly deserves a game ball i mean the other candidates brock purdy obviously deserves a shout out you mentioned nick bosa he deserves a shout out javon hargrave had a sack as well his second as a niner talanoa hufunga had an interception and i'm surprised you let me get this far without you interrupting Ooh. and shouting out legatron oh. Man, Legatron leads the NFL in scoring, folks. 37 points. Jake Legatron Moody. Well, to be fair, he has played one uh, extra game. Mark semantics. <laughs> semantics. He has, he's perfect. He has not missed a field goal, has not yeah. missed an extra point, and he's made three field goals in all three of yeah. his games. Text line 510. Only one person that was perfect tonight. You know what it is? Legatron. <laughs> Jake Moody leads the Niners in scoring, leads the NFL in scoring. Folks, we got ourselves a kicker. Uh, I can't think of a better way to sign off of overtime after well, just praising Legatron. You could say Ronnie Bell. He deserves a shout. You're <laughs> he right. Does. Two catches. His first career touchdown. It was the first touchdown of the game. If anyone had a long shot bet, Ronnie Bell, first touchdown scorer in this hey, game, man. can you give me a couple bucks? Because you're rolling in it right now. That would have been a wild bet to hit. I hope Dibs bet that. Make up for his Daniel Jones prop bet. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers <laughs> crossed for you, Dibs. Love you, babe. All right, that'll do it for overtime here on 95.7 The Game. Shout out to our entire crew, Craig Valentino, uh, Chris O'Connell as well, behind the scenes. Uh, shout out as well, Alan Styles. not on overtime with us tonight, but we will hear from him again. He'll be on uh, coming up, of course, here on 95.7 The Game. A ton of stuff going on. Week five against the Cowboys? Alan will be here. You'll be here. I'll oh. be here. Looking forward to that. Tomorrow is going to be a very rare victory Friday, a football Friday. Make sure you're tuned in bright and early. Morning roast, 6-10. to 10. Steiny Goo, 10-2. to 2. Willard Dibs, 2-6. to 6. It'll be an awesome football victory Friday on 95-7 The Game. For now, though, this is Mark Randy signing off. For my partner, Sterling Bennett, shout out as well to Alan Stiles and to all you listeners, thanks so much for listening. The Niners beat the Giants 30-12, and they're 3-0 on the year. We'll talk to you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey.